almost everyone welcome to the charbuk podcast this is your host kushal mehra all right today we are going to be talking about another book this time we are talking about the book written by dr amit thadani it is called the rationalist murders diary of a ruined investigation amit kya haal hai bas sab theek aap batao acha chal finally congratulations to bhi author ho gaya abhi bas sari duniya ho gayi main hi nahi hu abhi thank you thank you <laughs> so so let's start with this how did you get the idea see i know we because i have read the draft also of the book but still so there why when did you get this idea ki okay i'm going to pursue like why would you want to pursue this the, of all the things you're a doctor i mean you could have written about healthcare in india problems with healthcare in india because you consistently you've come on the podcast and spoken so many times about healthcare issues uh, but of all the things you had to talk about the, this subject why amit <laughs> okay what happened is amit stuck now ha ah. so ha uh, yeah yeah no nee, okay uh, so huh. basically what happened was that i had i had been following this cases because you know there's so many things that happened in this that uh, so much of intolerance drama ward wapsi etc etc so it was always a kind of curiosity for me ki ye kya kya chal raha hai so sometime in about jan 2020 or something i was at a social function and i met uh, one uh, advocate uh, uh, virendra chilkaranjikar who is representing some of the accused in the dabolkar case and a social gathering tha i was meeting him for the first time i just happened to ask him ke what is this case about and what do you think who's so he kind of started laughing and he started telling me that every two years they uh, named some two different people uh, and uh, now already they have named three sets of uh, people uh, as uh, the the killers and let's see how many more they name i like what <laughs> what are you saying how can that be possible in saying okay you go look it up and then we can talk maybe sometime so i got curious uh, okay, what is this what is he talking and then i went up online and i started looking and i realized that was it such bol raha hai 2013 two people are arrested uh, from whom you claim to recover the murder weapon uh, you don't charge them and 2016 you charge a two sets of two different people who are missing and 2018 you you actually charge sheet them meaning your investigation is done and you know they are the killers and then 2018 you file another charge sheet naming again two different people as the killers so that took me down a very big rabbit hole and when i started looking more and more into it i started realizing what that these investigations are really badly screwed up initially i had thought you know i write articles and uh, posts and all that so i kind of thought initially that okay this is a very curious case i'll maybe write an article or two on this subject and then when i started looking at the amount of material which was just available right there i thought no this material is way too much and this is this is enough material for actually a book and uh, then i also managed to get the charge sheet now the charge sheet itself is 10000 pages uh, so then i went through the entire charge sheet and i started taking out extracts and this happened during the lockdown actually lockdown mein kya hua tha modi ji ne bola sab log ghar baitho 
initial first lockdown mein, including us uh, where he said even elective work uh, and I, my work is fully elective general surgery so he said no elective work also no nobody will do opd nobody will do anything so i had like ample time in hand and i started uh, digging uh, 10 12 hours a day into that hole <laughs> and that's how in fact the heart of the book was absolutely created and then it was just a matter of going on polishing it out adding things removing errors and that went on for another year so so one aspect is the charge sheet the other is like did you have to go through the court proceedings also was that also part of the research yes in fact uh, there are uh, since you read the book you know that there are a lot of uh, court judgments which are there as part of this and uh, you know uh, i had to go through several other linked uh, court judgments in this matter and also uh, go through a hell of a lot of newspaper articles and uh, maybe running into actually a few thousand actually and you we'll, you must have seen that the book itself refers to more than 800 uh, articles so yeah lot of even the court uh, uh, proceedings which went into this so let us break it down now for the uninitiated i always go with the working assumption that people don't know who these four individuals are uh, four individuals being uh, comrade comrade hamare comrades saab kalburgi gauri lankesh and obviously dabolkar and uh, who these four people were because you start with dabolkar right you initially begin with dabolkar you go into kalburgi or pansare sorry pansare then you go into kalburgi and then you go into kalburgi and then you you kind of the the last bit of the book is covering the whole uh, gauri lankesh case and then you have divided into four four parts where every single aspect is there so let us start with um, maybe the first uh, dabolkar so what exactly was dabolkar doing what was his organization what is the background because abhi mai dekho personally mera opinion is like you uh, and to your credit like it's uh, you have tried to show what he did also it's not like uh, mm. you begin the book where you also show that he talks about christian superstitions also it's not like he's only talking about superstitions from one side of the community uh, and uh, and not the other so so let us talk about, so give everyone a brief idea about who dabolkar is and why was he clashing with uh, the sanatan sanstha and then who the sanatan sanstha is also yes so dr narendra dabolkar was a qualified mbbs doctor and uh, he was uh, uh, involved in uh, basically uh, a lot of social activities you can say and uh, then uh, he decided to form that was basically okay uh, that's he was basically uh, related to the areas of fighting superstition among common people which was according to him very very prevalent in the society and uh, based on that initially he was doing i guess on individual basis then he started uh, joined hands with an, another existing organization uh, abans that is akhil bhartiya andhashraddha nirmulan samiti uh, which is run by sham manav and uh, later on they had some falling out i guess and uh, he started his own organization which was uh, maharashtra andhashraddha nirmulan samiti so referred to as mans or ans you know in the book 
and he was a good organizer uh, he was a uh, well connected politically also and a lot of social connections also so he uh, quickly gained uh, popularity and also good funds and started doing his activities on a comparatively large scale and uh, he was involved in many agitations he was uh, linked to other uh, people also who were similar minded uh, which he considered his uh, maybe some he considered inspirational and others he considered as uh, colleagues uh, other than that uh, he was uh, basically active in the field of fighting superstitions more or less among hindus now uh, he did have some cases an occasional case where he did uh, uh, show up some superstitions in other religions but they were far and few and maybe way highest amount of what his activities were was uh, focused on hindu uh, festivals on hindu rituals and various other things so it wasn't just fake babas or something he was targeting he was targeting daily rituals of hindus also uh like for I mean, example can you elaborate on this what do you mean by targeting fake babas vis-a-vis uh, -vis targeting because this is a very important point because tune book mein isko jo tera exposing fake godmen ka section hai main wo baad mein padhunga bhi because i think it's very important but isko thoda explain kar detail mein ki what is this uh, dichotomy that you're trying to explain ki nobody is having a problem with him explaining uh, going after fake godmen yeah so there were a lot of uh, you know uh, baba ji is and all that and he he along with his team used to walk into uh, their gatherings especially if they have made any claims of any divine uh, activities or any magical powers or anything and start questioning them there and then in the in the middle of the gathering also uh, that you demonstrate your powers and you know trying to expose them directly also like uh, a straight away and similarly he would go to maybe there was some uh, mazar where there was a rock which had to be lifted up with the finger and he showed that you can take anybody's name and not just that uh, that jo gada hua hai uska and you can anyone can lift it with that correct technique you know rather than anything else so like that he was involved in uh, genuine activities also you can say uh, to dispel uh, these notions in society which sometimes are irrational and of course as you also know that uh, religious beliefs need not actually be rational at all so then it's extremely easy to go all the way and then start targeting everything that you do so he started targeting uh, fasting which uh, which ladies do and started claiming that the fasting is responsible for malnutrition in those ladies he started uh, uh, targeting uh, various other festivals uh, he started targeting basic marriage also that you all are wasting rice by by kitna chawal dalte hai rituals mein that you all are wasting rice uh, he went uh, all and all he went to court to file uh, ngt initially to file a case against ganpati festival saying that you all are polluting and then he actually got some orders from ngt in the initial part also in that but uh, his plea was not just to ban pop idols but to restrict the height of ganpati idol to 6 inches <laughs> so i mean come on is this a is this uh, really rationalism so to speak 
so he went the whole hog now obviously hindu organizations are not going to like this kind of severe interference in their activities right uh, uh, so they kept opposing him at various levels um, various small small activities various small organizations large organizations they opposed him at every forum where he tried to speak where he tried to interact with people where he tried to apply his influence and then they also started digging him up you know to try to find out that uh, what are you know your financial ghaplas or what are your uh, you know what all things are you doing and a lot of stuff came out of that retaliatory thing you know so mm-hmm. i i just have a few views about this like it's not an irony this is the charvak podcast people know i mean uh, for those uh, amit and i are old friends and uh, uh amit knows me very well and and uh, i am one of the few people when i is saal mein nahi gaya iske pehle ki amit mujhe galiyan de yes main is saal nahi gaya hanuman ki puja mein magar amit janta hai ki main har saal aata hu aur matha bhi tekta hu but everybody knows who i am what my belief system is but uh, personally as as a disbeliever nothing bothers me more than what is defined as the rationalist discourse in india it 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 borders on the line of absurdity it it is cringe worthy uh, one of my biggest grouses with this entire discourse in india is uh, and i don't want to deviate from the book but i think it's very important to draw this line um is because and i want to read this so and you say ki in the anis mouthpiece dated june 2007 to may 2008 dabolkar described his efforts to unmask court holy frauds marking his campaign against a saint called buwabaji as a landmark others whom he claims to have exposed include one kalki bhagwan a chauhan chauhan guruji uh, shirtode maharaj shani mata from shahada district nardurbar datta baba rameshwar shastri sikandar shah baba etc dabolkar claimed that his organization also successfully campaigned against the church at dapodi in pune which was doling out charmed water claimed to cure people of diseases a muslim lady saida garadi from kolapur was exposed by nis workers nis also claimed to have lodged the police complaint that eventually led to arrest of fraud pastor sebastian martin and sealing his court ashram now amit you make a point uh in in the in the section where you call adversarial approach to hindutva where and i'm quoting you where you say though dabolkar and his organization claim to have targeted all superstitions and blind beliefs his adversarial posture towards hindu practices seems to have been predominant i mean every time i have a discussion about this with people from uh, i don't know i mean i'm not saying this is in a negative way this podcast has some audiences in the left side of the aisle also i am very clear you are very clear where we stand in the political social aisle i i mean socially i am very liberal but uh, on the political side i'm very clear about my leaning but when i have discussions with my friends in the congress uh, this is the answer they give and i'm literally giving you a paraphrased answer of that or tum mujhe bata they say kushal 80% of india is hindu so naturally the disproportionate number of attacks are always going to be on hindus why don't you get it iska kya answer hai amit because i am quoting something you have accused him so this is the answer i hear from the other side it's how, it's what he writes about the approach whom does he see as his enemies he does not write a single word about seeing anyone other than hindutva as his enemy 
so uh, the, it's very clear who he means when he says uh, that adversarial approaches because if you read his writings now he will never write a single word about superstition in any other religion as such all his articles will be on this he will write a few words about how i expose that person this person but you talk about uh, you know uh, slaughter of animals in one off village uh, on one off festival once in a few years and you completely blank out uh, bakreed uh, you know uh, it shows that you're actually not interested in the preventing animal slaughter you just want to you know look at one religion only and uh, not only this there were a lot of other things also there was harmless beliefs of people like shani singhnapur mein walum everyone knows that the belief is there that shani maharaj is there in the village and uh, nobody is going to touch the homes and so people would not even close their doors this guy goes and launches an agitation chala chori karayla meaning let's go and rob houses i <laughs> so there is a clear adversarial approach which is seen in in his uh, way of thinking and he is directly written i have quoted one article uh, this thing his own writing that uh, we have to live with these fascists there is no escape and he is talking about hindus he is talking about uh, hindutvavadis so to speak which is basically hindus only whenever leftists say hindutva it means hindu only so he it's very clear whom he is seeing as his enemy it's not a question of whether we are in majority they are in majority it's just that fact that he sees hindu hindutva as his enemy so do you think under the garb of uh, court rationalism and the rationalist movement and i and i'll give you another example someone i have admired a lot in my life is the great james randi if people don't know who james randi is go google who james randi is the work james randi has done and and the the contributions of james randi to genuine rationalist movements across the globe mm. a lot of people pick up from what james randi did i mean not just james randi i i mean I, people don't realize the contribution of people like michael shermer to the skeptic discourse to you know michael shermer is so respectful in in everything he never pokes fun he never mocks he he just asks questions and james randi used to have this challenge whether uh, it was the challenge to flat earthers and stuff like that and james randi was religion neutral james randi would question every claim everyone made uh, uh, he didn't care about islam or christianity or hinduism for that matter he his focus used to be more on ridiculous claims inside and outside so whether you are a secularist uh, and whether you are somebody else he he would question everyone what hurts me as a skeptic is that under the garb of rationalism there is a movement in india that has nothing to do with rationalism these people are so irrational in their arguments that i feel like sometimes i mean one of the biggest reasons people don't realize and one day i will explain this in the eventual book that i'll write is why i don't call myself an atheist anymore is i mean you know it amit why i don't but but it is so frustrating to see this because a lot of claims that these gentlemen make under the guise of their political activism is actually very accurate and 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 we cannot dismiss everything they do i am myself openly stating that 
as someone who is deeply uncomfortable with the so-called rationalist movements in India, because a, a lot of them are Marxist. So I'm sorry, it's a very irrational ideology, Marxism. So you can't claim to be a Marxist and a rational, rational person at the same time. A, a, to me, it is ironical there. But I want to focus now on what exactly happened. And let's spend some time because you have spent a lot of time on the anti-superstition bill. Now, Amit, can I read a few points from your book again? So the bill outlawed the following practices. Growing hair locks. I mean, really? The Indian state is going to control how my hair is going to be? It, it is, well, like when I read this, yeah, I had gone mental. <laughs> So, yeah, hair locks, then also a lot of other things you can read. That yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> going to read this for the entertainment of people. Growing hair locks, deity procession and spreading myths in the name of religion and spirituality. Astrology and astrologers claiming spiritual treatment. Bali, animal sacrifice to appease a deity. Giving or receiving sacred threads or mantras. Treating diseases by traditional methods, mantra tantra, herbs and roots, this would effectively mean banning Ayurveda and Siddha medicines. Any kind of uh, religious scripture claiming fraudulent phenomena, happenings or miracles, this would eff effectively outlaw almost all religious texts across religions. This is, look, this is coming from me who has a grave problem with all these things. This is literally borderline fascistic if the Indian state does something like this. The state has no right. And this is Maharashtra, by the way. People are wondering, where did this happen? You know, and it happened in the very state Amit and I live in. It is so fascistic, this thought process, that they are going to control every... My, I mean, okay, explain, Karabi, what the hell this is. So these, this is what his, this is what the bill he drafted, and this is the bill he submitted. Now, first of all, an NGO has no business drafting bills, which is the jurisdiction of the lawmakers, right? But here you see that the Congress NCB government outsourced the drafting of this bill to Dabulkar, and this is what he drafted. And then he, on top of it, he had drafted his uh, own militia also, which will be backed by the government, uh, sort of like public servants on duty, which will of course, be more or less his people only who will enforce all this also. And they will be protected like, like police people are protected against, uh, 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 like, you know, police people enjoy some protection against uh, malicious prosecution and all. right. So he had, this is the proposal he gave. Now it was, the funny thing is that the Congress NCB government start, uh, presented this as it was without any changes initially. The draft. They approved it without any changes. And then, of course, Hindu organizations and a lot of other politicians, political parties, Shiv Sena, BJP, many of the Congress leaders themselves, and of course, widespread agitation among Hindu uh, activists, among Hindu uh, religionists, around, you know, they, they started saying, what the hell is this? This, is, this will literally mean death sentence for the entire religion itself. Because this is unworkable and it doesn't even define what are the offenses, what what is the this thing. I mean, imagine growing growing a lock of hair can can mean you're violating anti-superstition act. I mean, it's ridiculous. So what happened after that is they decided to back out and uh, they backed off the bill, and the bill was again sent for review. 
and it was redrafted with a lot of provisions watered down now even when these provisions were watered down it was still very draconian and yes. after that again the same bill again met with a lot of opposition because the offenses we haven't even defined the offenses right so again the bill was sent back and a third time it was drafted the second time it was i think drafted by uh, sham manav the third time it was uh, drafted once again uh, by dabulkar along with some other people and this time it was of course not to their liking it was because the provisions which he wanted which we just discussed had all been watered down <laughs> so right now the bill of course got uh, passed in the immediate aftermath of his murder uh, unfortunately and it, it had no chance of getting passed at all even in that watered down form it had no so, chance so, of getting passed so can i read the watered down form uh, it has 12 clauses right the current bill which is uh, watered down this one right yeah so i mean why would you need this bill yaar i mean one of the clauses is claiming to perform surgeries by finger psychic surgery and claiming to change the sex of an unborn fetus first of all look i get this is bollocks i get it why do you need a law for this yaar what kind of a what kind of a nation is this where you have laws for this what are we babies or something they have a 3% conviction rate <laughs> that law has a 3% conviction rate the laws which are used before this law came in had a 70% conviction rate <laughs> it's just it's just insane okay so so we see why dabholkar is the most important person is because his um, his intellectual framework is basically what a lot of quote unquote rationalists in india use right yeah. or correct me if i'm wrong yeah 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 that is the framework because if you see the when when uh, the karnataka anti superstition bill was passed they quoted dabulkar's name and kalburgi's name right so the same thought process and and the bill was actually partially drafted uh, by gauri lankesh so all of them are in it you can say uh, they they were definitely uh, linked in their thoughts and this is typically leftist ideology where you want to destroy any other ideology that exists it's nothing else yeah but That's this is not is. even this is not even leftist i would say this is marxist and this is marxism in its purest form and i mean it's just frustrating is what i say i mean it, sometimes people don't realize what is happening but now let's get into the whole story look obviously unfortunately dabolkar was murdered and all these four people were murdered and i i don't want to talk about how they were murdered if you want to know you should read it in the book but what i want to focus on is now okay we know these four um, people were unfortunately murdered which i highly condemn by the way before anybody gets i want them alive to debate them i don't want them dead first of all but uh, they are being murdered by people now what happens in the investigation amit now we need to spend the next half of our podcast on what in the living world happened because something different happens in dabolkar something different happens in kalburgi something else happens in comrade saab's case and something out of this world happens in gauri lankesh so explain one by one what the hell is happening here so uh dabulkar shot dead early in the morning uh and he shot dead almost in the middle of a bridge he was walking on okay uh two people and uh, 
there are a few people who were morning walkers from a distance they saw something happened and two people ran away so they were witnesses but no one got a real really good look at the killers as such within about 2 hours or 3 hours of the murder the police of course there was a nakabandi day which was missed out and the police came on the site cordoned off got the body investigation and everything and after a few hours it started ke people are being killed for their thoughts now uh chief minister of the state gives a press statement ke godsevadiyon ne mara you know and uh, you've already more or less pinpointed whom you want to target right uh, politically in this sense and your investigation has not even started yet you've already declared that uh, fascistic people are killing uh, people who are uh, trying to spread rationalism in society and all that so narrative building started right within a few hours itself of of his murder Now the funny thing is that they had arrested two people uh, a few hours about after Rabulkar's murder from I guess Mumbra, and uh, these two were known history shooters with arms dealers, and they had many cases against them, and they had a lot of weapons which were recovered from them also. So they did a forensic match uh, with the bullets in Rabulkar's body, and the report of that uh, came out after about two three months, and it showed that the bullets had been fired from the weapon which was. recovered from these people and they were arrested under this charge of having uh, shot dabolkar okay what happens next those people never get charged sheeted and uh, witnesses don't identify them they deny having to do anything in fact they say that rakesh maria offered us 25 lakhs to agree that that uh, we are the killers and of course later on when uh, they backed off their statement and uh, submitted an apology right uh, it gets even messier because now they've let these two people off and the investigation is at a dead end then one activist gets involved in this and that activist uh, pleads along uh, with the family members of dr dabulkar that the case should be transferred away from pune police and uh, should be given to ni uh, or cbi and then eventually the case lands up with cbi uh now a first charge sheet is filed 2016 which names two uh, sadaks you can say of the sanatan sanstha uh, as the murderers and they are not to be found anywhere okay now i have explained in my book why they are not to be found anywhere because they had already been missing and i have also written why they have been missing uh they had already been missing since 2009 they uh, were not going to be found also so it was a very convenient way to just dump the charge on somebody but it's not a joke because you you file the charge sheet means your investigation is done but the way these people function is we have filed our charge sheet we are looking for more clues and more evidences and uh, you uh, allow us to keep the investigation open and file some supplementary charge sheet later on now supplementary does not mean that you change basic facts basic narratives and the murderers themselves right in 2018 they file another charge sheet in which two arrested people the, whom they had actually arrested this time were named as the murderers so you have three sets of people who you have said are the murderers one whom you arrested initially one whom you uh, named whom you could never find 
and in the second time the story was different they had another forensic lab report come in and say that no 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 this weapons don't match and these are not the weapons okay and now you have a third set of killers and a third story which comes in that uh, these these two other killers and uh, the weapon they've dismantled and disposed of in thane creek now if the bullets were already matched you already had the murder weapon you changed the forensic report to uh, uh, there was a, another lab which gave another forensic report and then you sent everything to a third lab which gives a third report then you say now what to do all three are giving different reports we are going to send everything to scotland yard and the court is kept hanging for months months and months waiting for the report from scotland yard which never comes and that report doesn't come because the this the weapons were never sent to scotland yard at all because india uh, doesn't have an agreement with uk for for doing any forensic analysis of any weapons <laughs> they get away uh, with lying to the court <laughs> they get away with lying to the public <laughs> and this sort of investigation is what is happening I mean, and it doesn't just... end there because then they say, okay, those weapons were thrown into Thane Creek. We are going to dredge the Thane Creek and take out those weapons which were dismantled and thrown inside. They, they, they will go in the entire Thane Creek to find that weapon. Yeah, so they they actually do it by hiring a, Nor- a Norwegian uh, divers team hired out of I guess Dubai, and they actually bring in crores and crores of rupees of in- in- machinery, etc., etc., digging up. Thane Creek, and they retrieve a weapon from there, and and that weapon is given huge publicity in the papers. That look, we found the weapon. The weapon is intact. <laughs> Dismantle करके फेंका है इस story. <laughs> How did we assemble inside the water? <laughs> It is okay, disgusting I... what has been done. And then after another few months. The, lab, the weapon sent to the forensic lab. They didn't even need to send that damn thing. <laughs> I mean, they still sent it, and eventually the weapon uh, report comes that this is not the weapon. Obviously, it isn't right. <laughs> so, when you carry an investigation like this, that the moment you you uh, have already thought, okay, this is the people I'm going to charge. No matter what happens, I'm going to charge these set of people. You'll just go on manufacturing things. to try to fabricate whatever you can and uh, just build some shit evidence is what i can say so the it's badly screwed up investigation i have yet to see an investigation which is this badly messed up it's it's really bad so something very interesting is the role of the media in this not just this particular case in in cases in general in india and these four cases where sensationalism and garnering attention and in the case of maharashtra i don't know how many people follow marathi media say for people like you and me like we are born raised here we are you know we are marathi bachchas basically we understand the language we understand the culture of the state although you are sindhi i am punjabi but we understand our state so we know what marathi media is basically what marathi media does basically and marathi media has its own little world but can we focus a little bit on what kind of nonsense was not just going on marathi media but in media in general when it came to this case 
Yeah, you see the number of articles uh, published on this Scotland Yard story uh, itself. They are breathless all over the place that weapons have been sent to Scotland Yard. Uh, we are going to get the report any day now and uh, there were some reports which actually said what Scotland Yard is going to say also. <laughs> Not only that, you see there there were articles published all across the like these people that uh, the two people who were charged in the first charge sheet uh about how they conspired with whom they conspired and you don't have them how do you know and the same thing happens in pansare case also where uh, you know and one person is arrested whom they claim that this guy is the one who's the killer he charge sheeted also right and uh, the media keep running stories that uh, that uh, 50 mobile phones were recovered from this guy and uh, that he had this network and he had uh, training in the forest for firing weapons and what not stories have been spun out and you read and then what happens the following year uh, the 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 guy is let off because you don't have material to charge him and the minister puts out a statement that actually we did be he was only a suspect and we really didn't have any evidence to prove anything and uh, he was arrested only on the basis of suspicion after a charge sheet is filed he's saying this okay and why was this because his phone record showed that pansare was killed in kolhapur and this guy was in thana so i mean you are building up narratives building up stories that guy also incidentally happened to be a guy of sanatan sanstha whom they had picked up but उसके लिए एक नैरेटिव बिल्डिंग चल ही रहा था बिकॉज दे वॉन्टेड टू बैन संस्था एंड वाई दे वॉन्ट टू बैन सनातन संस्था इज बिकॉज इट्स अ वेरी अग्रेसिव ऑन ग्राउंड ऑर्गेनाइजेशन सो दे यूज द सेम टैक्टिक्स लेफ्टिस्ट यूज टू टारगेट इन दोस दे यूज द सेम टैक्टिक्स टू टारगेट दैम सो वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग काइंड ऑफ वर्क सो देट वॉज दे आर एनिमी नंबर वन होम देड टू टेक आउट एट एनी कॉज सो समथिंग ऑल दी अदर हैड टू बी डन टू get them to be banned in that sense so I that's forget the... the name of the person who was charged and put in jail and by the time he came out he had served half of his uh, term who was that gentleman i forgot that person in the book you have mentioned i forgot the name it completely blanked out vikram bhave yes vikram bhave vikram bhave got convicted he was one of the people who actually got convicted uh, he was convicted under arms act uh for an initial uh, planting a bomb in uh, cinema hall very low intensity bomb kind of in a cinema hall to scare people away from uh, a play and he was actually convicted in that uh he uh, served out his sentence and he was under appeal so and pending appeal he had already saved out, served out half of his sentence and as per the law if you serve out half of your sentence you become eligible for uh, parole and he was released on parole because he became eligible eventually after having served half his sentence and his appeal is still pending his appeal has still not been disposed now what happens next is that he is charged in these murders also because they don't want him to be out so he is charged and he is again rearrested and then eventually uh, he gets bail because really speaking there is no evidence against him like there isn't against the other people also whom all you have is confessions which you've taken by beating the hell out of people so that that's the same thing uh, you know an unfortunate thing justice takes forever over here and that's how it is okay l- let me talk about this so there is a trend another trend that i have uh, seen in in the book is the the sketching the artist itself the person who sketches 
can you explain like i don't want to show the photos but uh, like what happens like uh, they'd go through plastic surgery every time <laughs> yeah it's funny because what happens is in in these uh, cases you see that the first chart sheet the sketch is there and uh, the sketch of the people which is there is uh, uh, identified by the witnesses as as these people were the killers and when the second chart sheet is filed the same sketches made by cbi based on evidence of the same witnesses looks completely different they uh, one both the persons were lean in the first one the second one they become chubby they they grow beards and uh, generally they look very very different if you look at them next to each other you realize how different these people actually are and the same thing happens even in the gauri lankesh case where by the way the murderer was wearing a helmet so there's no way you can even see the face of the person and the area was completely pitch dark so it was a very clean job the guy she tries to walk inside her house the guy comes from behind fires into her uh, uh, within seconds it's all done and he's on his bike again and he's off a very professional murder you can say in it is captured live on the cctv camera of her house uh, that video is there on youtube if you see it uh, and it's a very very clean hit what has been done and these people have actually drawn sketches of three people as potential suspects who may may be the murderers right how they did that is they trace cctvs of this side that side others and they found some people on a bike standing around and they made they got some sketches made of these people they don't even know whether those were the actual people who were the killers they are just sketches which you made of people whom you think may be the killers okay so it's all circumstantial completely completely and and it gets worse because when the next chart sheet is filed they get four four, four more sketches and those four don't look anything like the first three now there were only two people on a bike how did you get a third person first of all and how the hell did you get four people now and those four look nothing at all like the first three they look completely off so what exactly is going on here are you making sketches based on the persons that you are targeting to arrest what exactly is happening here it's very very suspicious the way that this has happened and uh, and it reflects very badly on the authorities themselves that you can't even get your sketches right you can't get your people right uh, your investigation team keeps naming different people every time uh, what is this <laughs> is it some uh, i mean how does these investigations function you know so another thing you have mentioned is uh, that cuts across a lot of these uh, rationalists is there direct uh, like you talk about uh, uh, uh you know a direct article per you have shared the article shot also in your book uh, front page article published in the marathi newspaper punyagiri um punyanagari uh, sorry punyanagari on 2nd october 2011 which states that uh, the anis uh, was one of the organizations listed by the maharashtra state intelligence bureau report as having links with naxalites it may be noted that this report was released at a time when the ruling party was the congress ncp it was not under the bjp it was under the congress ncp that is report and also in the case of gauri lankesh you talk about naxalism and connections with naxalism so so can we maybe dwell a little bit about that because i think it's very important that uh, maybe i am not saying this is this could be uh and i'll explain my point of view but what what are these alleged uh, connections to naxals 
Yeah, so Anis workers had been arrested uh, on charges of uh, taxalism, right? And uh, it and it was uh, it created such a uh, scenario that Abulkar himself had to release statements that no, no, he is not our office bearer. He was just an ordinary uh, worker with us. Uh, apart from that, if you see the people who contribute to Dabulkar's organization, the uh, magazine, and you see the names of the associates, you'll find a lot of people whom you clearly identify as, because they've all been charged in the Bhima Koregaon uh, mails which were allegedly to uh, mur- the conspiracy to murder the prime minister. Right? So you'll find their names as the regular contributors. You'll find a myriad of leftist uh, writers as contributors. You'll find the CPIM party uh, uh, workers and the party officials deeply involved with uh, with Dabulkar's organization. Uh, you'll find that they were at the front line for protests wherever they were needed. So he was actually very closely linked with communists. Uh, he considered Pansare as his guru. Pansare was a active political leader of CPIM. So I mean, there is no doubt that uh, that uh, communist uh, this was he was very much a part of the communist movement, and of course he had extremely deep links with uh, NCP also. And and one I would like to just say that uh, people underestimate how ideologically driven NCP is actually. Uh, the progressive movement uh, uh, is very, very deeply uh, uh, involved with uh, with uh, NCP. I, rather, the other way around, NCP is very, very deeply involved with them. They view themselves as some, some kind of social reformers also. And uh, the Pawar family themselves have been very deeply involved with, uh, with Double Course organization since more or less its inception stage itself. Uh, even today, I will say the Pratap Pawar, Sharad Pawarji's brother is uh, president of uh, Dabulkar's organization. So it's a very, very deep relation which goes back a long way. And now coming to Gauri Lankesh, uh, uh, she was very much involved with Naxals. And it was a very well-known fact also that she was involved with Naxals. Her husband has written about it in his book. Uh, she was a uh she had a classmate uh, from her uh, school days i guess who uh, she was extremely close to and he was a very very hardcore naxal and eventually he was gunned down in an encounter uh she was actually appointed by siddaramaiah's government to negotiate with naxals to get them to surrender also because everyone knew that she had very deep relations with a lot of naxals so trying to bring them onto the mainstreaming and uh, in fact it was sometime during this phase when actually she was uh, murdered. So, what bothers me in this entire process, Amit, is that because we're, you know we're, we're obviously touching the hour mark, and maybe I can take a few audience questions also. Um, the absolute and utter lack of justice in our country, whether it in the form of the police and the the quality of the investigation as I was reading your book. I mean, and I can only imagine the torture you had to go through reading the entire charge sheet and so many back and forth articles and the the level of the media. It is as if we've given up. Like four people were murdered. Their families have suffered. 
their families have faced trauma i am i might be vehemently opposed to the ideology of all these four people but they did not deserve to be murdered yes absolutely i, I say as a citizen of india <clears throat> where is the justice for those four people and their family like where are we going to find that yeah unfortunately that is the that is very much the reality and uh, the families themselves aren't happy with the investigations uh they've uh, in pansare case the family has demanded change of investigating officer then demanded change of uh, you know initially uh, and then uh, that now they demanded the change of the investigation agency also because they are not happy at all with the way that the things have gone and it hasn't gone well they again done the same thing that they've done in the dawalkar case by charging people whom they know that they can't find and uh, then changing the names of these uh, people again again and again and uh, it's yet it's even worse in that because because even the eyewitnesses haven't identified the same people so it's actually very messy now even dawalkar's family is not happy with the way the investigations have gone uh they are saying that the real suspects have not been identified and even some very very leading politicians have said this that uh, the investigations uh, have uh, not held the masterminds now i think each person is thinking of a different person as the mastermind uh from what i'm uh, this thing that based on your line of thinking and your political ideology each one is thinking that some different person is the mastermind dawalkar's family may be thinking that the more senior people in these hindu organizations should have been arrested uh, as masterminds uh, congress may be thinking that humko koi rss ya bjp wala mila nahi as the mastermind we don't know whom the each one is thinking as the mastermind but obviously even this thought process is driven more by ideology than actual desire to find who the hell was responsible for it uh and this has been the problem from day one kalburgi was shot what happened uh, award wapsi because uh, you immediately targeted whom rss bjp government at the center your uh, in your uh, raj the uh, intellectuals are not safe right so you've already fixed the responsibility whom you think so you, it's i mean you're a, a person who has the same ideology as your unfortunately uh, deceased colleague why would you not want real justice for for him and his family because even the life of these people were dedicated to a particular cause and their death is also being used to run the same narrative rather than actually find out whom actually is responsible for the murders and this is really unfortunate that uh you know it i find it very very disrespectful to these people also who who have been murdered it is not fair at all what is what is being done what bothers me is the overall apathy we have in this society like the cops do a bad job oh, who cares so many people die like I, i you know kudos to you you actually list so many people in chapter 4 you talk you you have a chapter called serial murders of hindu activists and leaders and you list them down 6th august 2016 punjab rss vice president um, jagdish uh, jagneja 14 January 2017 Amit Sharma district president of Sri Hindu Takht 5 April 2017 Ajay Thakur a leader of Hindu Shiv Sena 23 April 2017 Shiv Sena leader Durga Prasad uh, 17 October 2017 BJP leader 
एंड संघ प्रचारक रविंद्र गोसाई थर्टी अक्टूबर टू थाउजेंड सेवेंटीन हिंदू लीडर विपिन शर्मा एंड द लिस्ट इज एंडलेस इट गोज ऑन एंड ऑन एंड ऑन एंड ऑन एंड ऑन आई मीन एंड दिस इज द सेम टाइम पीरियड एज दीज फोर मर्डर्स Yes, and, and everybody deserves justice. Yeah, and and this is my problem because these people did not deserve to die. Those people also did not deserve to die. But our entire discourse is so toxic, is so tribal that if like a lot of times I see this, and I say this that when Indira Gandhi was murdered, I was not a fan. but that was my prime minister that got murdered i have a problem with that tomorrow if somebody attack rajiv gandhi he was my country's prime minister or at that time maybe not but what the point is not that he was my country's leader you don't attack my people there is something called uh, civility but the entire discourse is so toxic that oh this person is a communist i'm not supposed to care if they die and on the left oh this guy is some rss leader why should i care if the rss leader or a bjp activist is bumped off i mean what are we becoming as a society yaar it's unfortunate it is unfortunate i i am i am fully agree with you that see unless we know people of different mindset you uh, i will have a kind of one track mind society which is not a healthy thing also for the society so i am comfortable with people of opposing thought and they were being countered very effectively it's not as if they weren't being countered gauri lankesh was a very low level functionary she became a huge name only after she was actually shot she wasn't a very famous person before that right uh, dabulkar was frustrated and had literally gone to the point of saying that if this anti superstition bill is not passed uh, this will be my last public speech and then he was murdered and it actually turned out to be his last public speech uh, i mean it's very tragic but but that's how it happened and he was he was his efforts had been foiled to that level right uh, so these people were actually being countered on the ground uh, you know the, uh, lingayats uh, the, the kalburgi's entire life was dedicated to lingayat uh, vachanas and his interpretations were hated by the lingayat community he was literally uh, called to a lingayat mat and threatened that we'll kill you and your family you withdraw your uh, writings uh, because he had made some really very scandalous remarks on uh, basava and uh, that that really angered the entire community he was on the police protection because of that uh, so there there are uh, severe issues with these people yes but they were actually being already countered and uh, you know they weren't popular so to speak their views also were not really very uh, popular or uh, well received and they've accepted this fact also at many times so i don't see a reason why people should go out of their way to shoot them down and make them martyrs first and secondly that's not the way a civilized society would work anyway so uh, you know this this cases these cases are very much open uh, still and uh, i don't think that any of them is ever going to get justice the way things have gone because everyone wants a different set of people to be punished so how how much do you think last question iske baad main ek do viewers ke bhi questions lunga how much do you think these murders are have been used to create the narrative of hindu terror 
Yeah, that's what it is. That is the whole narrative which has been drawn from this. That see, uh, the Hindutva terrorists are shooting down uh, uh, people who are trying to do rational thought and all that. But okay, I'm going to pitch this from a completely opposite perspective. The assuming that okay, okay, actually Hindus only killed them. Okay, murderer is Hindu, murdered person is Hindu. Investigating team is also mostly Hindu. Konsa Hindu terror hua fir? Chalo, I'm. If you are saying that no Hindus only killed him, he was not Hindu. What your one one side you are saying that they were also Hindu only, na? So Hindus killing Hindus is not Hindu terror. so uh, this is the distortion in the narrative which which uh, which needs to be understood that uh, you are doing this to target a particular religion you are not doing it because you think that person has actually done the thing you just want to target them because they are your ideological enemies so that is how unfortunately the thing works and basically these murders have been used as a pawn for a larger political narrative and the truth can go to hell justice can go to hell the family's mental state can go to hell we will create uh, a bogey and we will use them until date no justice has been received and i you know i i remember in the in the last chapter where you talk about the way forward and and i agree with you it is a sad commentary on our legal system that investigating authorities do not mind conducting fake search and arrest operations brazenly in plain sight of the media that fake confessions extorted by torture and threats are used to build up a case to suit the narrative of the political dispensation in power that dubious forensic methods are passed off as court clinching evidence i mean what the hell when i meko meko yaad hai tune mere ko jab draft bheji thi bahut time pehle padhne ko ki pad iska and and obviously there are changes made from the draft i had read and now what uh, the final draft has come but what the hell is this like even a viewer has asked this question it's like is there a point by point police reform that we can do i mean i know you have spoken about committees recommending police reforms and all of that and stuff like that too but like how do we solve this yaar if i mean if you are sending things to scotland yaar you can't even control it i mean what do we expect then like what what do you and i expect as average citizens i expect better better quality of policing <laughs> is that too much to ask first of all the police force bharti has to be done that itself is not done right because it's a bill to be paid so you want police to be always struggling to uh, you know be actually numerically sufficient you don't have enough people you don't you have pretty much outdated technology which is clearly reflecting in what the mess is there the forensics uh, uh, labs itself now there's a couple of universities of forensics which have been started i hope they actually help the standard to come up right then the police reforms which has been pending since since i guess almost independence only you know, amit shah ji has actually been talking about police reforms he gave a nice statement in the 19 that we are going to do police reforms he gave the same nice statement this year that we are going to do police reforms 4 saal ho gaye so kab hoga it is like when will it happen finally and to what extent and and uh, you know uh, this is a very very large segment of uh, uh you know which which is completely people don't talk about unfortunately 
that's that's the unfortunate not reality yeah not only do they not talk about it they 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 don't even care which is my biggest grouse and i don't care i mean it's the bjp or the congress they have all betrayed us they have yeah. all betrayed us as citizens of india when it comes to police reforms they just don't care i and i say this without any shame they just don't care they are all shameless they use the police to their uh, advantage and we are just pawns in this game for them the yeah. like i said the truth can go to hell like i want to know who killed these four people and all the other 50 odd people that you have mentioned in this book where is the justice for all these 50 plus people but na nobody cares another summation of a lot of people who are asking is that if the forensics and i mean i'm just summarizing it if if the investigation quality is so bad like is there a hope then like are there attempts to train cops or something like that because a lot of people are like in depression mode after listening to what kind of investigations happen yeah it needs to be done see the cops are not going to be able to do forensics right you need to have a dedicated forensics team coming in and doing the job of taking photographs taking samples doing a proper It, it, that that's a separate uh, department altogether so i guess what they were asking is not just that like are cops even trained enough to understand what line of investigation we are supposed to take cops are very smart that way they will know what has to be done but it de- also depends on who is pushing them in what direction na so cops are very clever i i have i'm telling you they are they are quite sharp people underestimate how good and mumbai police and all are really good that way their detection cells and all are amazing but but you see what happens uh, how even uh, what happened with mukesh ambani's bungalows uh, attack uh, and the mess that's going on with that it's just the political dispensation will uh, interfere and uh, not let them work freely and that is irrespective of any no political party will want to cede that power and they will never want to let go of that power which they have to manipulate whatever things as per their requirement and that is something uh, i don't know how it's going to eventually happen because even a court judgment in that has uh, not made it happen so yeah it's it's tragic and you know i have spoken to police officers seniors police officers off the record nobody comes on the record nobody for the for for the record they will not come on the record they only tell me these things off the record if because now the podcast is there so you just happen to meet people and they will be like yeah uh, we don't mind the reforms but uh, tell us one politician who's going to do it they, they they literally say this to me straight to my face straight to my face name one politician who's going to do it they're like yeah yeah uh, in terms of increasing the number of police force they will do but in terms of actually giving the police force the freedom to do investigations and getting to the truth they just smile they literally smile they're like ha ha dekhte ro and they they say it is cutting across i mean i mean very clear it is cutting across but yeah amit before we wrap up any other last words you want to uh, want to say aur acha ha amit kindle version kab aa rahi hai because a lot of people kindle version is there it has come The Kindle yeah, 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 yeah. It's come. Twenty nine April. The Kindle one was also released. Okay, great, great, great. So yeah, no. So actually, three, four people had emailed me also when I had made this thing. So they're like, "Is the Kindle version come?" Chalo, great. So anything else you want to say? Sorry to cut you off. 
Yes, so uh, I'll once again say that, yeah, these people, are, I don't ideologically agree with these people at all. And uh, they were also very, very grey uh, in their uh, actions also. Yes, uh, you can say uh, they were targeting Hindus also, right? Uh, but I don't think that uh, they needed to be murdered or that they should have been murdered for their views. Nor do I think that they were actually murdered for their uh, views in the absence of, uh, like in the sense of a conspiracy where all the four are linked. Now, just to prove that there is a conspiracy in which all the four had uh, were on a list and had to be killed, You've tried to manipulate facts and uh, tried to spin them together so that you get the thing that all the four are linked with each other. If you say that all four individually were working against the interest of Hindus and some disgruntled people shot them, I am perfectly willing to accept that because that, that is very much in the realm of reality. But they also had other things. They also had other things going for them. right? They were involved. Some, some of them were involved with Naxal. Some of them were targeting only a particular community. And uh, the arrested people aren't even from that community, right? Then the uh, Pansare was also leading. He was a, not even in the rationalism field. He was just a mainstream politician of CPIM. So you look at what was he doing in that time period, right? Uh, what what political agitations he was leading, whether they are responsible for his death. But when you don't want to look anywhere else, you want to look only at that narrative building. Your investigations can go to bloody hell. It's just that. And that... That kind of bugs me. That really bugs me. That I am okay to accept that some people are there who are angry and who kill these people. But I am not willing to accept that that you don't look at any other options and which are the other options uh, come in front of you. You deliberately go out of your way to ignore them. You don't introduce them as witnesses. You don't take their testimonies. And you don't even look in that direction because you already have been told that that this is something I will uh, vehemently oppose at, at an, any time, you know, uh, and this needs to go and this will go only if the political uh, apparatus uh, control on the police with the way the investigation works is kind of removed. Otherwise, I don't think that this is going to uh, really change anything much, you know. I agree. I, I couldn't agree more with you. In fact, I would like to read a little bit uh, as a closing comment over here from a, from your book where you end by saying, who really killed Dabolkar, Pansare, Kalburgi and Gauri Lankesh? And then you say, we will probably never know. Dr. Dabolkar had created several enemies across all religions due to his organization's activities and had received threats many times. Comrade Pansare was a mainstream politician and was also involved in several other agitations at the time of his murder. M.M. Kalburgi mainly restricted himself to interpretation of Lingayat literature and had already received threats to his life for this. Yet his police protection was inexplicably withdrawn shortly before his murder. Gauri Lankesh was collaborating with the Karnataka government to negotiate surrender of Luxels and had openly tweeted about infighting between court comrades just a few hours before her murder. The professional manner in which these murders were carried out goes against the investigation agency's claims that they were conducted by first-time rookies. It is possible that the murders are related, but more likely that they are not. Each of these persons worked in a different sphere of activity. Did misled Hindus murder this, these people? It is possible, since these persons were constantly targeting practitioners and practices of Hindu religion in their respective fields. However, 
the manner in which these investigations have been conducted shows of strong presupposed bias in that direction neglecting other possible reasons for their murders which is not acceptable had the investigating agents uh, authorities focused more on carrying to arrest the real perpetrators and secure convictions by meticulously gathering actionable evidence instead of by torturing suspects into submission and messing up all four cases badly in trying to weave them together into a conspiracy against rationalists we would have probably known who really killed them the inescapable conclusion is that we need police and judicial reforms we need a system that works smoothly across different agencies and states is free from political concerns as well as the need to influence legal process by media trial and can deliver timely justice in a court of law amit thank you very much for writing this book thank you for coming on the podcast i hope you write more books uh, in the future and i wish you all the best thank you thank you so much and i'm really happy to be on your podcast once again it's always a pleasure buddy all right guys we'll wrap today's discussion up once again in the description of the podcast you'll see amit's twitter handle link so please go follow him on twitter and also the link to buy the book uh, if you are a kindle viewer as amit has said the kindle version is also out so you can go to buy buy the hard copy or the kindle version uh amit is my friend but i am not saying this because of that i i genuinely think this book has to be read read by every indian so that you can hang your head in shame you can bang your head on the wall and realize what a sham we run when it comes to you know investigations in this country and you know my friend nikhil mehra tells me all the time uh, i remember nikhil once telling me in some case which i don't want to name like charge sheet mein mat ja charge sheet pe mat ja that's all nikhil told me and and it 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 breaks your heart because you want the truth to come out like, i'll repeat this again all these four people who were murdered their families deserve justice i could be disagreeing with them on 100 issues they were human beings that were murdered they did not deserve to die i hope everybody realizes that this is not how things are done and if you want to have a you know a 15000 dollar average income society law and order and judiciary is the backbone of that so please write to your political leaders i don't know how tell them to improve these conditions this podcast that i designed was actually meant for these kinds of thing i could easily outrage daily about some shit that is happening on twitter but i don't do that is because i care for these things so please support me in this endeavor by continuously trying to engage with discussions in this podcast if you can support it please become a member like this video if you are on the audio platform leave a rating there i'll try my best to talk about these things because i know most people don't So I'll continue doing that. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, take care. Bye bye.